Oh, it's going. <laughs> it's going. How's it going with you? You know what? I am in my final day of quarantine. Hey, hey, hey. So I think technically my like 10 full days is like up if you went by the hour. Um, but yeah, tomorrow will be my first day. Like, I mean, I've been out of my house because I've had to like go get files from work and stuff like via a mailbox. So yeah, it's been safe, but like I get to go and have human re like, like contact i mean not physical i'm not gonna touch anybody but like <laughs> you're like no i've got i'm touching everybody <laughs> yeah my dad did like stop by my house today because he had to drop some stuff off and he like came in and wore a mask um but it's like the closest like human contact i've had in two weeks so it was um really depressing but also very exciting so yeah thanks dad for saving from myself <laughs> Way to go, Brian. Way to take one for the team. How's how's your week? When did you get out of quarantine? How's your week been? Um, so I quarantined up until yesterday morning. I ne since I never officially got tested, I didn't have like a guideline. So I kind of went off of this guideline of my family member that got it plus a few days. So like I was in all fairness, I like absolutely ratted Danny out to the fucking health department. <laughs> yeah, well. Full I mean, legal address, phone number. I was like, this is the best Social security number. Like, yeah, I was like, if we're doing contact tracing, this is where it came from. Yeah. Um, I can set up like a, you know, intervention <laughs> if you need to have one with her. So yeah. I'm actually like shocked they didn't reach out to you. Because like I didn't test through a state. I guess it is like a state authorized testing location, but it wasn't like the test Nebraska Yeah. Location. So when I got a call and a text message from the local health department, like I was like, did somebody like implant something in my brain when they tested me? Like, do I have a tracking device? Yeah, I don't know. Are they going to come me in hazmat suits? Like what's going to happen? Yeah, they called the family, my family member that got it. They called her as well. Um, but yeah, no one's ever called me. So, but yeah, so I quarantined a full two weeks from... I guess when I seen you, so it was a full two weeks because you were the last person I seen outside my household. So, you know, lucky you, but yeah. So I, yeah, I actually, so yesterday I had to do a shit ton of errands obviously because I haven't been out for two weeks. And so Michael and I decided to just do them together. And we, we had, um, a long day of just running around because again, if you guys don't know where, where we live or where I live, like I live out in the country. So like when I need some errands, sometimes it's like a multi-town run. So yesterday, Michael and I loaded up and this was like not planned. Like I had to go to Petersburg to, to go to the bank. And then Michael's like, well, I need to go to Norfolk. And I was like, you know what? I do need something in Norfolk. So we went to Petersburg, Norfolk. We stopped at two places before we hit Norfolk after so between Petersburg and Norfolk. And then we went to West Point for Michael to pick something up and then hit Albion on the way home and then came back. Oh my so, God. How long were you guys gone? We left at like 10, I think, and got back at five. But so, and like, obviously, like hustling. Oh yeah. Michael doesn't like to, Michael hates being gone. Like he hates, like, so if it's like a work day and especially if it's a, it's nice out, he gets a lot of like anxiety because he just wants to be outside working but so he had like a bunch of stuff to pick up for the farm. I had a bunch of stuff, stuff to pick up for my business. Obviously, I know it's like, is being like, 
reiterating everything we say, but like masked up, no one was like up in my business. We were not up in other people's business, but so anyway, since we're on the road, 10 AM to 5 PM, we had to eat. Right. So we, when we got to my work, we ate at Arby's. And then when we got to West Point, Michael's like, I really want some Dairy Queen. So we got Dairy Queen. And then a couple days ago, I'd made these like peanut butter brownie frosted bars that I got that was in like a Magnolia cookbook. They look so, so good. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I've been eating them. Don't get me wrong, but I can't taste them. <laughs> like it's I, so I would have been like, screw you. I'm not making because I can't. <laughs> it's so weird right now because like you want to eat because you're hungry. And then sometimes because like for me, like I'm an emotional eater. So if I'm stressed out, I still want to eat, even though I can't taste anything, but it literally like, it's like that comforting factor, like in your soul, like somebody make me a grilled cheese so I can like feel better about my life. Oh, well, I've eaten all the comfort foods, like mashed yeah. potatoes. Like I can't taste it. I just want to eat it. Yeah. So like I've been doing really well I mean, just in general, Michael and I don't eat out very often because we live out in the country. So it's not like it's convenient for us to run through like Subway or runs or whatever. So we don't eat fast food that often unless we're out, uh, out and about. Um, but like all of that sugar and like fast food food yesterday, I crashed by like 7 p.m. Like I, like I was asleep on the couch and Ooh. my mood was just kind of like shitty towards the end of the day. And I'm just like, I woke up like this morning. Well, I woke up at three o'clock this morning. I was just fucking wide awake. And I was like, God, what the hell happened yesterday? And then I realized like, it's because you don't eat shit like that all the time. And you literally did nothing but eat fast food yesterday. And so, yeah, I was just like, wow. It is, it is wild. Like I'm not a big fast, don't get me wrong. I love fast food. Like it's such a, it's like a junk food to me. So it's like the same as craving like a candy bar or something. Like sometimes I just want like dirty fast food, but it is wild because I'm the same way. I don't eat a ton of fast food. And like, if I am out of town getting fast food, it's like, it might be like something when I say lighter, I don't necessarily mean healthier. It just like, isn't like greasy stuff it might be Panera or something just yeah for sure. whatever so when I eat like Taco Bell or McDonald's like I physically get sick from it like yeah. I had I said I had runs up like a month ago and I was up like all night I was sick like and it's almost like being hung over from fast food like I it just is. don't and so it's not worth it to eat it eat it very often I mean I still love it but I just can't I'm old I know. So this morning I was like, okay, I got to go on like a little bit of a sugar detox because I probably really should yesterday. And, and I had, a, I have a lot of work to get done today. So I wake up. So I, since I was up at three, I kind of slept, I was up for like a few hours. So I slept till I slept in you guys till seven thirty, And, um, by the time I got up and I had a conference call at nine and I had a bunch of other stuff. So by the time I actually got my day going, um, it was like probably like 10 30 or 11. And then I could not get something to work, like some, something to sync between my, my iPhone and my computer today, which it's, um, my airdrop was like, just not working. And I use airdrop on my, on every single day for my job. And it took me two fucking hours to figure out how to fix this. I, and I was on the phone. I finally got to the point because I consider myself pretty tech savvy and this has happened to me before, but like my normal fix just wasn't working. So I finally like caved in and called Apple support and I was on the phone with them and they were like going to transfer me. And I told the guys like, look, 
I think that what you're telling me is not true. Cause he was like, Goog- I, th- I could hear him like typing, like Googling shit. And, and <laughs> he's like, well, he's like, well this, isn't a, this isn't a problem with your Mac. So I'm going to transfer you to Mac support. And I was like, it's not a problem with my Mac because I just airdropped something from my iPad to my Mac with no problem. But my iPhone to my Mac, I'm having a problem. So wouldn't you think it's the iPhone, not the Mac? Yeah. And, he, and I was like, if you transfer me, and this person transferring back, I'm going to be really annoyed. He's like, I was like, but if you think that's the solution, then by all means, transfer me. So he transfers me. So I'm on hold. And then just fucking hangs up. They just hang up on me. And I was like, Dude, I they were like, this is just so angry. We're just going to disconnect. I was really nice about it. Like, I was just like, I was like, look, obviously I'm annoyed. I know it's not your fault, but I'm telling you, like, this is prohibiting my business right now, blah, 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 blah. So I, I literally spent two hours trying to fix this problem today. I, long story short, I did get it fixed, but so like, I'm just effing annoyed and I'm just like, okay, we got to move on. We got to just get the work done. I mean, like the work still has to get done. So like 20 minutes ago, before we got on this call, Michael calls me and he says, you need to come outside right now. Hank is dying. And if you guys don't know, Hank is my dog. And if you also don't know, my, my cat, my, the love of my life, Todd, died this year. And so Hank is like our other pet. Like we have these two other cats and yes, I'd be devastated if they died, but like they're not our pet. I don't know, it's weird. They're our pets, but they're not our pets. They're inside outside cats and it's just like a different, different feeling. So I go outside, but I'm like, like tiptoeing. Cause I'm like, if, if like, I'm like, did someone hit him with a vehicle? Like, is there blood? Like I, Michael, was, like, if, are you going to like come upon like a super traumatic, like, yeah. Situation? So long story short, because like my day has just, my last two days have just been kind of like a shit show. Hank's fine. He probably, we think he had a seizure or something. And so now after we're done with this, I got to go like outside and like, or not outside, out to the shop and like sit with him for a while and make sure he's not like choking on his vomit or something. I don't know. But he was fine when I, before, when we started this call, but I'm just like, you want to take him to the vet? I, that's why I told Michael, I said, well, should we call the vet? And Michael is pretty much like when it's, it's like when it's, and when it's Hank's time, it's Hank's time. Like Michael will pay thousands of dollars to make sure that his cows are fine. But when it comes to a house pet, he's like, he wants to spend zero dollars. God, I hope you never like choke on steak because when it's your time, Danny. Oh my God, Brady. I don't think I've ever ever told this story on the podcast. So Michael and I, like, obviously like four years ago, we decided that we want to live together. And Michael's like, yeah, but we have to live on the farm. So I'm like, okay, so I move out, I, I move all my shit out to Akron and, and Akron's like four and a half miles off the highway. And then it's another 15 miles to the nearest hospital. So it's 20 miles to the nearest hospital. Takes you about 20 ish minutes, depending on the weather. Okay. It's, well, it's rural. Yeah. So where obviously we live in Nebraska, so we get fucking snow and a couple years ago, Michael was telling me a story about this lady that lives near us who was um, housebound. And I was like, oh, what happened to her? And she's like, or he's like, um, well, she, what does housebound mean? Like she, she can't leave her house. Like she, she like can get around her house, but she can't, like, she's not well enough to like oh. go to the grocery store. Like so she, she needs like care, like constant care. And um, so Michael tells me that a few years ago she had a stroke and the ambulance couldn't get to her because there was a snowstorm. 
And I'm like, you don't think that like, we're moving. Yeah. And I was like, you don't think that that's like kind of information that you should tell me before you have me move out here. But apparently he thought, I mean, aren't you worried, Michael? Apparently not. Like he's just going to get his his fucking tractor and drive his tractor to town if he has a heart attack. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's what it's like to live out here, you guys. It's a shit show all the time. So anyway, long story short, no, Michael did not want to call the vet for Hank. I, uh, this is not the call the vet for Hank. Like, this is not the first time Hank has had a seizure. As we all know, Hank is a very obese dog. Um, aspirin. Can he have an aspirin? Can I don't know. So I don't know if he ate something or if he got overexcited or if he's just fat and, and needs to lose. Oh, I know he's fat and needs to lose weight. So he I might. might like call the vet in the morning, but I mean, he was fine. Like, honestly, if I would, if Michael never would have told me that, and then I would went outside 10 minutes ago, Hank's acting perfectly normal. So I don't know. Someone's probably going to email or like message me after this podcast starts and be like, you're the worst dog mom ever. And yes, I know I am. But <laughs> well, what a day, couple- you guys, if the fucking dog, and if do- the dog dies and Todd dies all in one year, you guys, it's just 2020. I just, I can't, I can't do it. So anyway, um, the only other life update I have for you all is if you've been following me on Instagram this week, you know that I've been reading this book called How to Murder Your Life by Kat Marnell. You guys, it's so fucking good. If so if you guys are into like shit show life stories, you have to read it because it's wild. It's about this. She was a beauty editor for Lucky Magazine. So she worked for Condé Nast. She worked under Anna Wintour a few, like for a few years. Um, and she's just on drugs the entire time. And she like talks about like the gnarliest shit and it's just a wild, wild, wild ride. So check it out if you guys want to. I wonder how do, how are people like, how are people like that functioning, like functioning well? Yeah, like, I don't I, know. I've been, I haven't drank a drop of alcohol in like two weeks and I'm barely functioning. Yeah. You know, I, it, and I know like this is, sounds really shitty because like this is at the expense of someone else, but like. For years, I always felt like really guilty because I drank a lot in my late teens, early twenties, and I kind of like I I thought like pissed like some good years down my leg, you know, like I didn't I could have been like hustling, I could have been working towards bettering myself and my education or just like my career and all these things, and I didn't because I just partied all the time. Like on Sundays, I would instead of just like staying home and like maybe like learning or doing something, I would like go drink some more because I didn't want to be alone. And I did that for years. I'd show up to work drunk all the time. And and I used to think like, God, you're such a loser. Like, I can't believe like you wasted so many years of your life doing that. And then I read this book and I was like, bitch, you're fine. You're like, I was thriving. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, thriving. that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you need to feel better about your life and where you are in your career, well, and I shouldn't say that because this lady still was a, a beauty editor at, at Lucky Magazine. And now she like obviously writes books and she ha- like has other projects and she's still on drugs. Like it, and that's like not a spoiler. If you know who this person is, like you, you know that she's still on drugs. So, I mean, like this woman is like clearly like just functioning, like living her best life, doing all of her drugs, making millions of dollars a year. And I'm still over here like... <laughs> trying to figure shit out so maybe I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I would do well with that I think I would be annoyed 
I maybe I need to start like taking some Adderall and doing some coke those are her, the things that she likes so all right well <laughs> on that note I wouldn't even know where to get that kind of stuff you guys I'm so like naive when it comes to certain things <laughs> Brandy's like I got the hook up I'll let you know I probably would be able to track them down Huh. anyway so what's it been up not an offer not interested not tracking any down so don't drop in my idea um yeah so to, tonight's my last like day in quarantine I'm super excited um still a little nervous like how the hell does this work am I just magically not contagious now I think I think that's how it works wild yeah, I don't have, I'm going to be honest, I don't have a lot to report. Um, I did start watching, well, actually, I watched the whole thing this weekend. It was, it was a long weekend um, in quarantine. This weekend was honestly the hardest. Um, the we, Like, the weekdays haven't been bad because I'm busy working the yeah. whole day. Um, so it's not like I have TV on or anything. Like, I'm just working. Mm-hmm. But the weekends were brutal um this past weekend was brutal I had a really hard time I just felt like everybody was like out doing stuff and like doing holiday stuff and I live alone so I've had literally no fucking human contact for almost two weeks um so it was just the weekend was really long yeah you didn't like want to like knit a sweater or like take up a hobby or something well like it's not like I had that shit here. Like, I honestly really wanted to put a puzzle together, but I don't even own a puzzle. Oh now. my God, you don't? No, I did at one point when I was having some surgeries done. My toe surgeries. I don't know if I've talked about that. Yeah, I have. I've talked about the toe surgery. Um, I had some puzzles, but I just, I had donated them. And so I did just order a really fun puzzle here. It just came today on the last day of quarantine. So <laughs> that worked out well. You can um, me. I would have got the puzzle off for you. I got a billion puzzles. I should have, I should have, uh, texted you, but, um, yeah, it was just like, it was a lot of TV and I get bored really easily. So I'm like, even if I have TV on, I'm always like doing something else. Yeah. And like, you can only clean your house so much i mean literally i've like been in the process of disinfecting everything so i've washed like my shower curtain like how much i've washed stuff and i have my cleaner coming tomorrow so that'll get another disinfect um you know yeah but it was i got a little depressed this weekend to be honest being so i started watching the selena um netflix series and if you I was a huge Selena. I obviously Selena was dead by the time I figured out who she was, but like I watched the Selena movie with Jennifer Lopez and I used to watch it a lot when I was growing up, but I've, I seen the one on Netflix and I do want to watch it, but my, I know that's like not something that Michael wants to watch. And I really only watch TV at night when I'm on like sitting on the couch with Michael. So we normally watch like things together. So until I find like, you know, a couple hours by myself, I have to, I thought it was like a really, um, and not just because it's about Selena. I, they did a really great job of like focusing on her brother and sister who were like in her band yeah, um, and just like how long it took them and all the work they put in before like they had any success. It was wild. Um, 
so was it was just one season and I'm assuming they'll do future seasons because it sounds like it's been pretty successful, but um, would highly recommend checking that out if anybody else is in quarantine and really bored. So I'll check it out. That's I mean, yeah, I love I think I love the movie. So I hope I, I think I'll check that out, too. Yeah. So what uh, drink of the week? Um, <laughs> again, we still can't taste. So no. Um, oh, my God. I probably like I might just throw some recipe up. Rent the Runway um, actually did a like some drink recipes a couple weeks ago. And one of them I saved because I thought it sounded really good to do on the show but obviously we can't fucking taste and we're quarantined so we didn't make it but it's called jingle juice and it sounds like it's pretty easy to make it's just a bottle of sparkling wine a half bottle of cranberry juice a half bottle of floral gin which we have um and then cranberries and so you just pour it all into the mixture and then add cranberries for the garnish so if you guys are looking for like a holiday spritzer or something to make to look a little bit more festive than a bush latte at your family gathering, oh then check it out. Uh, did you ever watch the show Riverdale? Um, I think I did. Is that the one where like the emo-ish like high school kids? And it's yeah, like, like Cole Sprouse is in it. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's a ghost or like I'm very confused kind of what's going on. Yeah, well, they have like a, I don't know if it's like a drink or like a drug or something called like Jingle or Jangle something. Jingle Jangle. Is it Jingle Jangle? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's something weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that just reminded me of that. So yeah, it might be delicious. If I could taste, I'd try it, but don't want to waste any good booze. I know. (laughs) I, so we're going to have salmon tonight. And I really, really, really want a glass of wine. But I was just like, what's the point? I had, like, it was, was it last night or two nights ago? I honestly was like, God, a glass of, like, red wine sounds really good right now. And I was like, what? Yeah, what's the point? Because to me, like, (laughs) to me, like, enjoying a glass of red wine after a long day, like, it's like, you need your senses, in my opinion. Like, you want to smell it you gotta taste it it's like something you sip on you don't like yeah it's not because I want to like get drunk or like like whatever it's just because I I I like it like calms my nerves a little bit and it's just like it's like an experience you know I was reading something on Instagram this week and we are really getting off on a tangent here but uh, you know um and it was talking about like someone was asking an influencer how you break into the like luxury influencing on Instagram And the person responded by saying, you know, luxury isn't about name brand things. Luxury is like how you live your life. Like, so if you want to be a luxury influencer, you need to put off, like you need to live like that. So even if it's like you have a Goodwill teacup, but you, you take the time and, and brew yourself a nice cup of tea at three o'clock in the afternoon and you tell people about it, like, you know, like that's luxury. So it's like, it's almost like a lifestyle. It's like a mindset. And that's how I feel with my wine at the end of the night. Like, it's not because like, I want to get drunk or I need to take the edge off. It's just because like, it's something that like really like brings me happiness. And I want to like sit down with my big old glass of red wine, like Olivia Pope and just like relax. Maybe talk to my husband for a little bit, maybe not talk to him at all for an hour. Like, you know, it's like, it's just like a, it's a kind of like a, 
I don't want to say like a way of life because that makes me sound like an alcoholic, but like, it's just like something like that, like that, that I want to be like, I want to be the person that enjoys a glass of red wine because like, to me, like that's a luxury for myself. That's nice. I, I like a glass of red wine, take the fucking edge off, to be honest. <laughs> that's, that's where we're different. That's <laughs> uh, true. I, my job isn't quite as stressful as yours. I mean, like, I get it. <laughs> I mean, you got stress, girl. You got stress. <laughs> my dog's about to die. Customer service keeps hanging up on me. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, if anybody is just loving this podcast and wants to find something, you know, similar, something like as classy and, you know, high caliber as Press for Champagne, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have a podcast coming out. So I think it might be at this level, but maybe not. Well, yeah. So Spotify just gave them like a multi-million dollar podcasting deal. And we were just in talks with Spotify for our multi-million podcasting deals. And, and then fucking Prince Harry and Meghan Markle just snatched it out from under us. So thanks. So, you know, instead of downloading, subscribing to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's podcast, if you could just tell your friends to, you know, download, subscribe to Press for Champagne. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, it really is. And I would assume that they're going to talk about the same caliber of stuff that we talk about. So, yeah. you know, probably swear twice as so much. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> but they are, they are getting a podcast. Spotify did give them a multi-million dollar deal to start this podcast. So it should be interesting. I think it's going to start in 2021. So, um, the other thing is Tom Cruise is oh, Tommy C. What are your thoughts on this? So Tom Cruise uh, was recorded by a crew member freaking out on the production of Mission Impossible 7 recently because, and this is from what I read, I, you know, obviously it was there and, and I only I have this from one source, but um, Brady's pulling out her hair extensions, you guys. <laughs> um, so two, or two crew members were standing, were wearing masks, but standing closer than six feet apart. And apparently they've had to uh, shut down this production once before or once already because of a COVID outbreak on set. And Tom Cruise just like goes off. So like, he, I mean, just like lays in it, right? Curse words and all saying he doesn't want to see this shit again. And how he's on the phone every morning with like the insurance companies and all these other people to make sure like their production is like on the straight and narrow. And like pretty much saying like these two people are going to fuck it up for us all. And yeah, so he, and a crew member just recorded him freaking out on everyone about it. So what were your personal thoughts about it though? Uh, well, it's my understanding that even if you're wearing a mask, you're still supposed to be socially distanced, obviously. But from what I was gathering from this is like, they were looking at a monitor and there's only one monitor. And from, I'm, you know, I don't work in Hollywood, but like, they're not like huge monitors. They're pretty small. So like, it was unfortunate that they had to stand so close together, but whatever. And Tom Cruise's reaction, like, I have so many thoughts, you guys, because on one hand, did I, do I think that he needed to like chew everybody's ass? No, because we're all adults. And I, maybe that's not how you talk to people. But on the other hand, they're, they're, there's clearly already been a COVID outbreak on set. They, everybody is adults and they know all the COVID protocols and they knowingly broke them. And Tommy C doesn't want his movie delayed anymore. Plus it, this is like 
income for people. Like this is how they make their livelihoods. And if these productions keep getting shut down, then people aren't getting paid. Um, and I also come from a per from like a point of view where when I was in the Marine Corps, we'd get our asses chewed all of the time. So getting my ass chewed about something is not that big of a deal to me. And I think that's where like people were like really not on Tommy C's side right there because he was like chewing people's asses. And to me, that's just, that's not a big deal in my world, but coming also from being a former boss and having employees that it was a big deal when I chewed their asses. Like I, I understand that if you maybe don't have the same background as I do, that would be like offensive to you or like hurt your feelings. So my, so to, to sum all of that up, does it bother me that he chewed their asses? Absolutely not. If people can't act like fucking adults, then maybe they need to be treated like children. I listened to the whole freak out and I was appalled. I thought it was disgusting. Um, I felt like they were in a professional setting and there was no reason for him to articulate his concerns or thoughts in that way. I also felt like the things he was ranting, uh, things he was ranting on about were a little nonsensical and illogical. Um, I felt like he was coming from a place of selfishness because he didn't want production to shut down because I'm assuming it's money out of his pocket. Yet he was turning it all around, like also crediting himself for providing jobs for everybody. And I understand that that industry is really been shut down during COVID and a lot of filming hasn't occurred. So there are a lot of people who have lost jobs, mm -hmm. which has had a trickle effect on their financial well-being. Um, people have lost houses, you know, college savings, all the things. So I understand that, but to, to attack your team of people in that way and not have an adult conversation about it there's a way to be stern and address something and then there's a way to look like a fucking psychopath and he's a fucking psychopath um i will say that i agree with you like he did start ranting and then like you know he was ranting about a and the next thing you know he's at z and we're like whoa how did we get there but coming from someone that has yeah. been on a fair few rants in her day like once you start ranting like you you're you lose focus and it, by the time you're done you're like what was i even talking about um, but for all we know, he could have been having conversations with these people in a, in a professional manner every day for the last however many weeks or months, and people still were not getting their life together until he finally lost his shit, you know? Not just, like, I'm not, like, having Tommy C's back. I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan, but I also he, think he that- He 100% could have. Yeah, so even if, for argument's sake, he had had 10 conversations with crew members and they continually were violating the rules and precautions that were put in place you still have an adult conversation like hey frank mm -hmm. i've now asked you 10 different times to please abide by these rules and you're not doing it and unfortunately at this point like i'm gonna have to ask you like your contract's terminated or whatever you need to do but like just to lash out like that i mean his credibility, in my opinion, just is totally out the door. Interesting. I don't see it, like, personally, like I said, I don't see it that way just because, like, I can personally be a hothead. I work 
at home, obviously, but I see some hotheads outside my window on a, on a daily basis, like being yelled at to me, like that's again, not the adult thing to do, but I came from like the military where we get our asses chewed all the time. And like, it just doesn't, that stuff doesn't phase me like that. So. Yeah. And I mean, I think it would be different if there was a follow-up to this and there was another recording of, 30 minutes later, Tom Cruise, like, acknowledging the fact that he just acted like a psychopath, um, and just saying, like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm really stressed out about this, and I, I shouldn't have, you know, yelled at you all like that, but please, I'm really being serious about this. Okay, like, now you build back some of your credibility in my book, but I highly doubt Tom Cruise's ego could handle that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I, and there's been mixed opinions about it, like online too. I've seen some people calling him a Karen and some people, some um, celebrities saying like, look, I support what Tom did because he's right. Like we're trying to like provide jobs and try to get jobs done. And there's protocols for a reason, but right. you know, you know, whatever. What do you do? Sorry, Tom. Sorry about you. Hopefully nobody's ever recorded me being a fucking freak show. So <laughs> <laughs> We're just, if anybody has those recordings out there of Danny, if you could just drop in my DMs with those, I'd really appreciate it. Trista, don't fucking do it. <laughs> All right, you guys, it's our favorite time of the episode, our sponsor break. This week's episode is brought to you by Petal and Stem, a floral and garden boutique. Petal and Stem offers gifts for the whole family, including some of our personal favorites, cocktail mixes and chic houseplant pots. If you are local to the Spalding area, then Petal and Stem is where you need to go for your houseplant and fresh flower needs. It is where Bernie and I both get our houseplants. Michelle, the owner of Petal and Stem, has been a guest on our podcast, episode 25, and is offering our listeners a coupon code for 10% off their next online order at shoppetalandstem.com. So use code CHAMPAGNE at checkout to receive 10% off your order. Some exclusions apply, and they do, but you guys guess what? Because I set up the coupon code for Michelle. There's no exclusions. It's 10% off anything. But if you need those last minute um, Christmas gifts, I would get in on those orders ASAP. And I know because I was watching one of Michelle's stories on Instagram last week is that she is doing like curbside pickup if you need to. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And she delivers in locally too. So, you know, get your shit. Hi. And also don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We love seeing the ratings and reviews, but we like to see them grow every week too. So if you have not rated and reviewed us on iTunes, please do so. If you don't know how, come on over. We'll, we'll do it for you. <laughs> and no, then- honestly, knock on my door. I'll let you in after tomorrow. I will get you subscribed <laughs> to yes. all the podcasts on Spotify and everywhere that we're at and also you know tell your friends over the next couple of weeks you guys are going to see hopefully socially distanced (laughs) friends and family and there's going to be a lot of downtime um time off of school and work so recruit a new friend to listen in and give you guys something to chat about each week yeah and if you guys have topics that you want us to cover just send us a dm and we'll cover it Yeah, I actually love hearing what everybody else wants us to talk about because um, it kind of spices things up for us as well. Let's talk about 
all the goodness of 2020, Danny. You guys, it's is it's crazy to think that 2020 is like almost over. Thank been, you, Jesus. This has been the longest year of my life. And I've said that a lot. And like, it was just like, God was like, no, no, no. I'll show you a long ass year. Yeah. He's like, got you good, bitch. <laughs> so anyway, Brittany and I wanted to take like this time to talk about a little bit of like our best ofs, our favorites about like, first off with the holiday season, because Christmas is just around the corner and then into 2020. So Brandy, let's kick this off. And what is your favorite or what do you think is the best Christmas movie of all time? Um, I am a sucker for Home Alone. I just love that movie so much. It reminds me of like, I think it's because Macaulay Culkin is probably about our age. And so when that movie came out, like it seemed relatable. I don't know. It seemed relatable that your dad would take 13 of your closest family members to Paris and then forget you at home. (laughs) Just the forgetting at home part. I have... (laughs) strong middle child syndrome and so I was like I got you boo I understand <laughs> being ignored a lot uh, Home Alone is a good movie but my favorite is not I'm sure like not a lot of people know what I'm talking about here it's a Muppet family Christmas and it's I not do. a Muppet Christmas Carol it's a Muppet family Christmas okay I don't know what you're talking about it is so good honestly like I have to bootleg stream it because it's nowhere like you can't buy it on dvd or vhs or anything anymore um but you watch it as a kid we had it when we when we were kids and I think that I think that my mom actually has a dvd copy of it now and she will not give it up oh I know probably like this shit is worth money get your own (laughs) But, like, you can, like, download, you know, like, you can, like, pirate movies. Like, you can download it off there. No, I don't know how to do that illegally. Danny, do you? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a goody two-shoes, Brandy. (laughs) Out here committing federal offenses. You can't buy it anywhere. Fuck off, Muppets. Like, where am I supposed to get this shit? I I did, like, every holiday. Yeah, (laughs) I'm, like, searching every holiday season. I was, like, a Muppet family Christmas. But, like. It's super old school. It's they go to Fozzie Bear's mom's house for Christmas. And then like, you know, next thing you know, like the Sesame Street gang there, Miss Piggy can't get there because she's doing a photo shoot in New York. And then she finally comes and, and like, you know, she's Miss Piggy glammed out and uh, the, all the characters from Fraggle Rock are in it. It's just like, it's super 80s. It's super old school. It's like so Somebody good. was like on speed. Oh yeah, like do it, watch it while you're tripping because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, don't know that, guys. But, like, it just, it reminds me so much of, like, the goodness of, from my childhood that, like, I just love it so much. And we watch it every year. You know what Muppet movie, maybe, no, it wasn't, was it Muppet? No, it was not. I lied. It was the Big Bird movie where he, like, runs away from Sesame Street. But it was, like, the, it was, like, you know, the characters, but then there were, like, humans in the movie. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I actually never really watched Sesame Street as a kid, but I knew that, I know that there was, like, a Big Bird movie, like. Also, Pee Wee Herman, big fan. (laughs) Oh, my God, really? Oh, yeah, I had a Pee Wee, I still have a Pee Wee Herman doll. Like, it's saved. That's terrifying. Yeah, I loved him. I used I to know, babysit. I don't know what that says about me as a human being and my judgment of character, but I loved. Honestly, babies. it says a lot. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense in retrospect. So, okay. What's your worst? What do you think the worst Christmas movie of all time is? Okay. I'm going to get so much hate for this because it's like a classic. I hate the Charlie Brown Christmas. 
so I'm just not a big Charlie Brown fan, but I, I hate that one. That makes me so sad because it was on TV the other day. Michael like just put it on for a little while. And there was like this spot, this part in the movie where it pretty much was saying like, you know, you can just feel all the way you want to feel like you don't have to be happy because it's Christmas time. Like you can feel whatever your feelings are. Obviously like that's not verbatim. I don't know like what the quote Danny was. was like, same bitch. Same. I know. And it just made me so happy. I was like, thanks Charlie Brown for fucking getting me, you know? I think that's why I didn't like it to be honest. Cause it does have like a very feeling to it. <laughs> like I've, I've always felt that way about like Charlie Brown, like animations. I just think yeah. they're a little sad and depressing and I'm not a big fan of them. And I'm over here being like Charlie Brown animations are so realistic. Like, thank you for sharing that with the world. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. Just no, I'm not. So yeah, that's my worst. What about yours? You guys, I fucking hate a Christmas story. If someone tells me I'm going to shoot my eye out, I'm going to fucking punch their eye out. I love that one. It's awful. It is awful. When he fucking gropes that leg lamp like it's an actual woman's leg. And I was like, you are a fucking perv. (laughs) And then he's all pissed because his wife, it got broken or whatever. And he's like (laughs) mad at his wife. Like he's going to beat her ass later. I'm just like, oh my God, this is not the Christmas spirit, you guys. I don't know much about um, the Christmas spirit, but this ain't it. My sister watched, when we were little, we watched that movie, like, all the time. My sister was, no offense, Brianne. So she was so dumb. She really <laughs> did stick her tongue to a, a metal. Pole. Oh, and that's the other thing. Oh, I triple dog dare you. Fuck off. Is someone triple dog dare me to do it? I'm like, you are stupid. Bye. Well, Brienne, it happened, and we had to go get hot water and pour it on her. That's amazing. Just awful. (laughs) Well, I'm sad that you don't like that one. Yeah. What about, um, like, if you had to rate your favorite Christmas tradition when you were a child, what would you say? Um, Going back to, like, just my, like, super sad, depressing childhood, we didn't really have a lot of Christmas traditions. We did watch, like, movies. So, like, I really do like, like, the claymation Christmas movies. Um, Those, like, the old school, like, Reindeer, uh, Frosty the Snowman, that stuff. Um, Frosty the Snowman was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might watch a Christmas movie tonight, to be honest, because now this is making me happy. But, like, as a kid, we didn't really have a ton. Like, um, we would go over to my, my grandma and grandpa's and have, like, a big family Christmas with all, like, my family cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff like that. My Uncle Don one year brought chestnuts, and so we could have chestnuts roasting over an open fire. And then, like, he would – we would sing, like, the um, – the one like the 12 days of Christmas and like where he would like give everybody like you know the line and so like you would go around and so I mean I just remember like you yeah so I mean like that I guess that was probably like my only one from like because my dad's side of the family did holidays all the time so but but, but what about you um we have like kind of had the same traditions all you know growing up and so we always celebrated Christmas Eve with my immediate family and then Christmas Day was spent with extended family mm-hmm. and we'd like usually go to both my mom and dad's side on Christmas it just alternated who we like ate dinner meaning lunch yeah um at and so when we would go to mass on Christmas Eve like the early mass so it would be like a like four or five like it was in the afternoon always yeah um 
So we'd go to that mass and then we'd come home and there would be, when we were really young, my mom and dad would have like a Santa come to the house and like deliver the presents. Mm -hmm. Um, But as we got older, not so much, but I never understood like how the hell is Santa coming to our house? Like we did not, we were not on the nice. (laughs) So like, how is he delivering? Like we'd be at church and he'd come deliver while we were at church. And then we'd come home from church and there'd be like Santa presents. We were like, what? It didn't occur to me, spoiler alert, if you got little kids listening, why the fuck do you have little kids listening? But turn, <laughs> turn this down. Santa, you know, was my dad. <laughs> He's like, if I load up, I'll be out in five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, literally, that's what happened every year. And we like, we did not put two and two together until <laughs> we were like way too old but every year we'd like get in the car to go to church and then my dad would pull this whole like oh I forgot my wallet and he would go back in the house and like set all the gifts out and then yeah so wow you guys they they got us good those jokesters they got us good (laughs) like it just makes me happy like looking back on that because then we would like come home from church we weren't allowed to open the presents until we like had a meal and then we opened presents after oh so. that's really messed up of your parents you know but like we were probably the most well behaved during that one dinner that one time that <laughs> that's one probably dinner. true and they were like we got you <laughs> <laughs> Um, one other thing that I just thought about when you were telling that story was my grandma used to make these things called like pepper nuts. So pretty much it was just like gingerbread kind of, but they, she would like cut them up into like these little, like kind of like bite size, like nibs, like, you know, like you just like pop it in your mouth or whatever. But I think they're called pepper nuts or peppercorn nuts or something. I don't know. I'll have, have to ask my sister because she got the recipe for my uncle. To, so my uncle Don, he died last year. My grandma died a few years ago, but before my uncle Don died, my sister emailed him and asked for the recipe. But um, because like it takes like a full day to make all these things, these pepper nuts or whatever they are. But that's like another like tradition that we always had over the holidays. Grandma always made these little, like little gingerbread pepper nut things, and and so now I, Michelle has a recipe, so we'll have to make some sometime. Probably not this year, but maybe next year. Maybe next year. You know, yeah. when COVID's not as bad. Yeah. What about now? Like, do you and Michael have any traditions that? So I'm glad that you talked about what you guys did as growing up about like the Christmas Eve with your family and the Christmas day, like with your extended family, because that's how it is with Michael. So like, um, he, that's how he grew up too. And I'm not kidding you. I thought that his family was a bunch of fucking psychos. And I was like, why are you guys spending Christmas day together? Like, isn't that like a time to like just do your thing? Like (laughs) you guys, I have really fucked up childhood. Okay. Um, (laughs) So on Christmas Eve, we go to his parents' house. Um, sometimes we'll go to church and sometimes we'll watch it on TV. Like this year, we're going to watch it on TV, obviously, because like church is already going to be nuts because everybody wants to, everybody wants to go on Christmas. And like, I'm like, I'm Michael, we'll catch, we'll catch the, the, the. It's, oh no. Mass around here is like insane on Christmas Eve. Like it is like last year we went and some like we, we weren't like late by any means. We were probably like 15 minutes early, but you might as well have been fucking late. And mm. someone at the back was like directing us like, like air, airplane traffic. <laughs> He's like, the O'Briens are at the front. Take a left right. at the pole. I was like, oh my God, what if we wanted to sit by ourselves? And he was like, am I going to burn? Am I going to burst into flames? I know. <laughs> and like his whole family, because like it's really hit and miss if we go to church. Um, and his whole family looked at me and like, oh my 
like, had Satan just locked in here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then on Christmas Day, um, his extended, his, his aunts and uncles and cousins all get together. So we normally do that. Sometimes um, we'll alternate years where, like, it'll, we'll just do something, just Michael and I. But so, um, just because, like, you know, me and my, my thoughts on Christmas. Um, but we want, I was, Michael and I were just talking about this, how we want to start a tradition of doing something, whether it's, like, we only hang out with his immediate family on Christmas Eve until, like, 10, and then we come and, like, watch a Christmas movie or do something, but we haven't figured it out yet. We don't have kids, and I'm sure once we have, like, little kids, we'll do, start doing more of our own thing, but right now it's Christmas Eve with his his siblings and his parents and Christmas Day with his extended family, and then, like, we go spend, like, either the weekend before or the weekend after Christmas with my dad, so, like, on Saturday, we are going to my dad's house, um, and my sister and her family will be there, and my brother will be there, so... Yeah, it is really nice that um, this year in particular, even unfortunately, <laughs> there won't be as much travel or family get-togethers because of COVID, but it is a long holiday weekend, which is really nice, but yeah, I do think that, like, you know, I am really glad that my parents had a lot of traditions when we were younger, and it is something that I hope that the Lord knows if I'm ever going to, you know, <laughs> settle down with somebody. <laughs> if I do, I would, you know, I do want to, like, carry on certain traditions, and my dad has, like, we don't do Christmas Eve anymore with my immediate family because my dad thinks it's important. Well, my mom and dad, I don't want to, like, you know, discredit my mom. But yeah. I think it's important for my brother and sister who know, now have kids to like create their own traditions. And so we've altered that. Um, so, you know, I just like sit at home alone, usually with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> days. But it's, I mean, I do think it's super important. So yeah, you guys should, you guys should start something. Yeah, well, I'm going to, like, maybe, like, Google it later and be like, what are some, like, fun Christmas traditions or something? But, and I was even thinking about, like, a meal that him and I could have together, or even, like, a breakfast that we could. The thing is that that sucks, you guys, is I'm married to a farmer, so the cows got to eat every day, even on Christmas. So on Christmas morning, you think, oh, well, you at least you guys could have breakfast together, and then you could go do, you know, the family stuff. That ain't true, because Michael's got to go do chores, and he's, and it takes a while. And then right. his family that we go to is like a little over an hour away. So by the time that he's done doing chores, we have to leave to go to Christmas. So it's been a, a point of contention in our relationship for five years. Yeah, I mean, it is hard because, I mean, it's hard to like, frankly, Michael's probably been a little spoiled because it sounds like you don't have as like, from your side, you don't have like concrete like plans every year, whereas his does seem to have like on Christmas Eve, we do this. Mm -hmm. So like you've been pretty flexible, whereas maybe there's not as much flexibility mm -hmm. uh, on his end. And it, it like it is difficult to just kind of like reshape. OK, my holiday. It's OK that my holidays don't look like they've always been my yeah. whole life kind of thing. So well, and in his in his mind, he's thinking if we're not going to do anything, we might as well go to these things, you know? And in my right. mind, I'm thinking like, why can't we just stay home? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Like you guys just have different like wants for yeah. how you spend the day. Which, you know, it's been fine. Obviously it's not like his family treats me very well and, and welcomes me. And it just taken me a while to get used to the fact that people do that. Cause again, like that's just not what we did. So I mean like for 30 or 20, however many years I was doing one thing, Michael's doing the other thing. And it was just like, 
just like he can't wrap his mind around me wanting to stay home alone. I couldn't wrap my mind around people wanting to spend Christmas Day with other people. So <laughs> you guys, the oppositeness of Michael and I and how we were raised and how we are as human beings is wild. <laughs> it is, it is honestly super interesting though, because you got like, it is polar opposite. And so I'm not saying you guys like butt heads, but it's just like interesting to see. I always like hearing what the resolution is. Like, yeah. where do you want that? Okay, so what are your traditions now that you're an adult? Um, I mean, so like I was saying, we don't, Christmas Eve is not a thing anymore. And we like alternate um, like Christmas and Thanksgiving. So like this year we celebrated Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. So now this year, Christmas is the Saturday after Christmas, which luckily yeah. falls the, you know, the next day. Yeah. So, um, we will celebrate Christmas on the Saturday. And then I usually, honestly, like the past couple of years, I've just like done stuff with my parents. Like we, <laughs> one year we had like King crab legs and like make food and just, you know, chill. Yeah. That sounds really delicious. Yes. I mean, to be honest, like my parents always get worried that I like am sad and it, it's, you know, they're like, Oh, Brandy, don't have anywhere to go. But it's <laughs> really nice to be honest, because I'm not like rushed to get anywhere. And like, I can just like go hang out at my parents. And I think it's like cool that I have that extra time with my mom and dad as they get older and like can hang out with just them one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Um, my biggest things are like when you were talking about your grandma's what you remember about food so for mm -hmm. me like food is a big like thing with traditions yeah um so I always like it like this year we're not having sauerkraut and dumplings because we're having it on Saturday and I'm probably gonna eat cheesy potatoes or mashed potatoes but sauerkraut and dumplings are like a really big in my family and then if we get like super super lucky we'll have kolaches too um do you guys like make those homemade or do you have like somewhere you get them from no, my dad makes sauerkraut and dumplings, and then I've tried to make the kolaches before, and I'm not good at it. They're, like, super hard to make, so my dad has made them as well. He's kind of the cook of the family, but it is something that, like, as I get older, I'm realizing how important it is for me to learn how to make them, how I had them growing up, and, like, my great-grandma made them because... I want to be able to pass that on there. Yeah. It's just like something we grew up with on holidays. It was a big deal. So, um, that's like, you know, when I walk into my parents' house on Christmas and I smell sauerkraut and dumplings, it's like the smell of it is like triggering in a good way. Yeah. yeah. So now that we've rambled on about food yeah. that we can't taste, no shit. That's what I was thinking. What what happened? What would happen if we still can't taste by Christmas? I'm gonna be so sad. Like I <laughs> no. keep googling and like doing all this research. I've been doing scent therapy with essential oils, <laughs> and I almost killed myself the other day because I've been disinfecting so much, and I was using all this Clorox in my kitchen, and I started like choking on the air because the Clorox was in the air, and I was like, oh my god, this is so dangerous. People could probably die. Yeah, from this shit. From not having a smell. Yeah, for sure. It's like, what if like there's a gas leak? You can't smell it. I know. So yeah, anyways, I've been, they say like doing like some scent therapy with essential oils, like sniffing them. Yeah. I, I don't anyway. know. I can't so, taste Christmas. I might cry. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Christmas songs. What's your favorite? Um, Like 
I don't really feel like this is a competition. I feel like this is everybody's fucking favorite oh. Christmas song. I think this is our national anthem during December. <laughs> I want to cue Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. That is good. Mariah, as a human being, annoys me, but I do enjoy that song. Like, I'm probably going to set my ringtone. <laughs> And I, I do like, I like her version. I'm not into like, like the Jonas Brothers Christmas music or like, shoot me now, everybody I know, but like Taylor Swift, like I'm good on you. I like a lot of like the older, like old school Christmas songs. So you mean like Nat King Cole, you know, Frank Sinatra. That's what I want for Christmas. I want like old school nostalgia. Yeah, I'm not singing all the hits. Yeah, I would probably agree that I do like more of like the classic. I mean, there are a couple of like, obviously Mariah Carey's that like somebody just comes in with a fucking banger you know and I'm like that's that's what I want but like I think Mariah recorded that like 20 years ago yeah so classic I mean so yeah that's a classic (laughs) (laughs) um I'm a big fan of Little Drummer Boy oh that is a good one solid it's got that you know yeah I was thinking about that today there was a you know Michael Buble, Buble does a really good one and there was one that um I can't think of what it was now, but it, it, a lot of his are good. So like, I'm not mad at a little buble as long as he's not beating his wire for fun. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. Oof. 2020 yeah. was rough. It really was. <laughs> what, um, so you just, yours is more just like, I want the classics. I don't have like, yeah. it's not so much about the song. It's pretty much just anything as long as it's got like a good like vibe to it. Um, yeah, like but like when I was a kid, Frosty the Snowman was my jam. <laughs> I feel like it's every kid's favorite. I mean, Jingle Bells was also a solid one. Like, I would crush that at a school concert. <laughs> oh, you know, all my friends have kids, and, like, they're doing all their Christmas concerts now, and I'm just like, I remember those days. I always look at them now, and I'm like, how painful. Like, I'll still go to them, because my nephews are usually the ones, like, fucking off in the back row, and I'm like, that's my boy blue <laughs> how many but, pairs of white pantyhose did you have as a child oh so like so many like I just think of like all the outfits and like the hair curlers and all of it that oh, yeah. you know god bless your mom that was a lot of work that was yeah. a lot of work <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about this year 2020 like the best of 2020 okay. what's your best recipe Okay, so we all know I don't cook, but I have made a few things this year, um, but that's not like the, what I'm considering in this right now, because the best thing, my mom was home for Thanksgiving, and she makes these cinnamon rolls with ice cream frosting that are, I'm not kidding you, the best thing you'll ever eat in your fucking life, and then she just, my mom can throw things together. She, she'll be like, oh, you want chicken tender? Okay, what kind of chicken? And then she'll like do this thing, but like she made um, this Tuscan chicken when she was here. And, like, I still dream about it. Maybe because I can't taste anything. So, like, I'm just, like, recalling everything from memory. But right. So, the, those are, like, my favorite things from 2020. Um, I did make some really bomb chicken tortilla soup one time from scratch. Okay. So, I mean, like, maybe that. What about you? Really hungry. I know. <laughs> um, my favorite recipe is, like, in terms of, like, you know, the new 2020 things that came out were obviously our drink recipes because we worked really hard on those sons of bitches. Yeah, we did. Um, 
and I feel like I kind of, you know, honed in on some drink making skills this year. If the whole lawyer thing doesn't turn out, you could be a bartender. <laughs> probably not. I mean, yeah. that's on, I'm probably not well. It's not going to turn out well for that. Um, yeah. I've got something to fall back on. Like it's for all sure. about, in Danny's words, pivoting this yeah. year. And I'm going to pivot right into the bar. <laughs> um, the other thing I made, you know, everybody's on that banana bread kick and I found a recipe for uh Reese's peanut butter cup banana bread oh that sounds delicious it was so good I mean it sounds like like, yeah I mean it was like definitely like fat kid central but I would kill for a piece of that right now Hmm. that sounds delicious what was your best song of 2020 um it had to be Cardi B's WAP um so I seen that the girls over at Sal shop now have stickers that say WAP and it's a cat in a bucket of water <laughs> it's a cat in a bucket of water you know because it's wet and it's a cat oh I'm following yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes at work I'm just sitting there and I'm like there's some hose in this house <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's, it's so catchy I just love it What's you want to hear a fun fact is I've never listened to it again since after we talked about it on the podcast that one time. What? Gosh. So I don't know the words besides the WAP part. Oh, you need to listen to the I just not my, it's, it's not my, you know, I don't, that's just the, not the type of music I listen to. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, Cardi B, you, you get me. <laughs> like, are, are we the same person? You know, were you a stripper once in my former life? Probably (laughs) would not be surprised if that's what I did in a former life. Be proud. That's funny. Honestly, that's not true. I'm not coordinated enough. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I'd love to be a stripper because I make some good money, but I cannot dance. (laughs) So I actually had to Google this because I only listen to the Billy Joel station on, Pan- on Pandora. Like that's the only time I really listen to music. But when I Googled Sorry, it, that Muppet, that Muppet reference like makes so much more sense. <laughs> I'm just like, you guys, I'm an old woman at heart. Like I, I want my old school things or my old school songs, my old school artists. I don't want like these people up here talking about vaginas. I just like my old ass ears are, are She's like, bring me that fucking like jogging suit from 1989. I'm <laughs> like the windbreaker. Yeah. The way yes. Like, you know, crazy, like geometric shape, the little sheen to it. I would wear the shit up some bangs. Yeah. You would yeah. fucking rock that. I would. But so when I was Googling songs that came out this year, I remembered the song Savage by Megan Thee Stallion. And I was like, yeah. that was a fucking bop. So that oh, would be yeah. my song of 2020. I do like WAP like more because I think the Savage, it killed me, the TikTok dance to it. But that is what made that song. TikTok, I've never seen the TikTok, TikTok dance to it. Not missing out. Yeah. Killed it. I bet my husband can show it to me later. He loves TikTok. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he would show you. <laughs> now your best show. I want to hear. Oh, it. okay. Um, you guys, I loved fucking Emily in Paris. I thought that was the funnest show. It made me want to travel again. Obviously, like not till COVID's over or whatever. But like, I just thought it was so cute and funny and like just uh, easy breezy. Like you didn't have to think too hard. You just watched it, enjoyed it, and had a great day. So fuck off, haters. Emily in Paris. 
I agree. I thought that was really good one. Um, when I was thinking about this question, I actually realized I was like, wow, I have watched a lot of TV. <laughs> like I like couldn't even remember what I've seen. And that's partially because I'm always doing something else when I'm freaking watching it. So I like yeah. kind of only half watch shows like I don't know that that's a good thing, but whatever. Um, if you guys haven't watched Queen's Gambit on Netflix, I really like that. I love like the retro vibes of it. Yeah. Um, I'm a couple episodes in. We haven't finished the season yet though. I thought it was like a little slow to reel me in. Like I had to get past like the first episode or two and then I was kind of hooked. Yeah. Um, but then also Orange is the New Black, that final season. I watched that this year. I thought that was really good. Um, I also liked Emily in Paris. I've yeah. seen all the shows. So, yeah. so what was your best book or pot, but and or podcast of 2020? Um, fun fact: I don't read often because I read so much at work, so I just can't. Do you ever do it. like Audible or audiobooks? Um, I feel like I'm cheating on real books when I do that, so I like can't. I, I feel like a fraud. Oh, really? I have had people tell me that, like, if you listen to an audiobook, it does not count as reading a book. And I was like, okay, Tina. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm that, like, I'm not against it because I have done audiobooks before, especially if I've, like, driven somewhere, yeah. like, I listened to one, drove to Colorado by myself. But, um, I, yeah, so I don't. I listen to a lot of podcasts, though, especially in the morning, like when I'm getting ready. Yeah. And so obviously, Press for Champagne is number one podcast. <laughs> but in all seriousness, my personal favorites are Girls Gotta Eat. And that was the highlight of my past weekend. Um, one of my best friends, Shana, um, we had gone to New York a few years together and she and her cousin Danielle were talking about girls got to eat and how they were doing a live show. And I seriously thought it was like a podcast about like fucking vegan recipes, to be honest. <laughs> my friend like was really into vegan cooking and was like, you know, kind of like start, she had been posting a lot of like recipes and pictures and stuff on Instagram. So I was like, what the fuck? I'm not listening to this podcast. And so finally I must have like said something like, I don't want to listen to a cooking podcast. And she's like, Oh my God, it's like not at all. It's like about dating and sex. And yeah. Uh, so I started listening to it and I'm addicted. I love it. I just, if you guys think that we're gnarly on this podcast, listen to girls gotta eat. Yeah. So, um, anyways, the Shana and Danielle, uh, Danny, Danielle, texted me this weekend. They're like, uh, girls got to eat live show is on in like 20 minutes. Are you watching it? And I was like, no, I didn't even know. So I literally bought a ticket and like 20 minutes later was watching their live show that they did from their apartment in New York. And How was it? it was good. Um, I really loved the beginning, the intro. Um, they had a couple of male guests on who were like kind of for real fighting on the show, which made it a little awkward. So was it was still good I was entertained highlight of my weekend and then the other sh um, podcast that I love that I was introduced to by Danny is uh Heather McMahon's absolutely not mm -hmm. and I love her I think she's fantastic and she just announced today that she signed 
um, a deal with Peacock to do a television show. Yeah. So that's, um, I forget what the show was called though. Growing Pains or something? No, it was something about like mourning. Good Grief. That's Good Grief. God, called Growing Pains. pains. God. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Um, so she is doing that. I don't know when the season is coming out, but I love her on Instagram. She's got a ton of Instagram followers. She's been hustling at this for a really long time. So it's super exciting. I yeah. think she's been working on getting this. Like she just started the podcast in the last like year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Year or two. I think it's only about a year, um, but it's, she's yeah, like, a year or a year and a half, not more than that though. Yeah. But she's been building up like her Instagram following. Like, I don't know that I'm exaggerating if I say like 10 years. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, she's, and she's hilarious. So check her out on Instagram, check out her podcast. Those are my, my faves. Yeah. Love her. What about you? Um, so I love both of those podcasts. The one that I like the only one that I listen to religiously though, is the morning toast. If you, uh, there are two sisters from New York, they have a podcast Monday through Friday. They, so they talk about like current events and they're like the kind of like gossipy world, but they also talk about like tech news and like business news too, but they're like, like two young girl, like in their twenties from New York. And so like their point of view on things sometimes is like, hilarious like because like <laughs> where you know we live in like rural Nebraska and like one time they talked about how they went to a Walmart and we're like I just I understand why people hang out here and I was like you must not have went to the same Walmarts that I go to <laughs> um so I listen to them fairly often but one that I was in that just came out this year actually was called rom-com pods and it's um it, it's a it's not like it's like an they act out it's like an acting so it's not like real people talking they're like acting in this podcast and there are like six episodes so they're super short and it's just like you're like listening to like a little story week by week and it was the first season was so cute I loved it really um, yeah so if you're in if you just like want like a little like romantic romantic comedy podcast to listen to I I recommend rom-com pods but I did I do listen to a ton of audible books I act, actually throughout the day instead of like listening to music I listen to books while I'm working um so I've, li I've listened to a lot of books this year but the one that I'm listening to right now that I really really like is called blowing my way to the top by Jen Atkin <laughs> Yeah, she's a hair, she's a celebrity hairstylist, and she does a lot, like, oh, she's I saw this on somebody's Instagram, I can't remember, was it Chrissy Teigen who posted? Yeah, because her and yeah. Chrissy Teigen are really good friends. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so the book is really good, it gives a lot of, like, business advice, so if, like, and I love, that's, that's mainly what I listen to on Audible, is anything that has, like, self-help or business advice or like uh, memoirs or autobiographies or stuff, stuff like that. That's normally what I listen to when I listen to books. So it's really good. Um, I just bought it like two days ago, I think, and I'm almost done. So highly oh, awesome. recommend. What about um, like your best, since it, we've only had it for 2020, best episode of Press for Champagne? Um, okay. So for me, it's our very first episode. Cause I feel like it was literally just like word vomit. Like hello everybody I'm Danny and my boyfriend put his dick on Craigslist one day <laughs> like it was just like an introduction to me being like the complete shit show that I am in real life and it was just kind of like just raw and real and and that's how it was but that one and then like I loved all of our guests that we had this year I thought they all had like really good either advice or like were hilarious so that, what about you? Yeah, I have absolutely loved all of the guests that we've had on. Um, my favorite guest was obviously my cousin, Katie, because she 
I think maybe gives everybody like a picture into what my family is like. <laughs> she was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and so she was, she was a riot and, um, that was just really fun. And I thought it was super interesting and I got my booty hole wax. So, Hey, <laughs> that was entertaining. That was. <laughs> so Brandy, what's been your, so now we're going to, we're going to wrap this up. What has been your best memory of 2020? Um, obviously it was when Danny gave me COVID. Uh, COVID You're welcome. Th thanks for making me part of the best of 2020. <laughs> Yeah, and not having any human contact for practically two weeks. So that's definitely been like the highlight of my my year. You're welcome. Um, yeah, just kidding. I think the highlight was, I had two highlights of 2021. And this is going to be like, people are going to be like, shut the fuck up about your goddamn nose. But <laughs> that was like such a huge insecurity for me and a huge goal for so many years to fix my nose yeah. and so to finally do that and like feel better about it um that that like just from an emotional standpoint like that was a big highlight for me personally um and then in terms of like you know fun non-emotional things it I loved my trip to the east coast I had so much fun and it was really cool to see the places that I went so those are my true highlights what about yours um, I had to think about it too. Cause like, it's just been a weird year, but Michael, before COVID hit for our anniversary, we went to Kansas city for the weekend. And we honestly had the best time. We stayed at like a beautiful hotel. It's called the Fontaine. And we had like really good food and really good drinks. And like COVID was like on the cusp of breaking out. So like a lot, there wasn't a lot of people around and we were just able to like do things and see things. Um, without like the hustle and bustle of crowds and just we had a really really nice weekend away and then like literally like the day we got back like everybody's like COVID and so we've been on lockdown ever since so right. it was really just nice to have that little getaway like the calm before the storm because like even though COVID was a thing people weren't as freaked out about it as they they in, eventually ended up being so it was nice to be able to go someplace without the anxiety that I think we all have now when we go places. So it was like my last memory of like travel before shit hit the fan. Like a kind of like a last hurrah, if you will. Yeah. Like yeah. when things were kind of normal. Yeah. But you guys, if you're in Kansas City, I highly recommend the Fontaine Hotel. It's super, super classy. It is beautiful. We drove by it when we were in. Yeah. Great, um, great rooms, great staff, great food too. So, and I always, like, that's always like the big deal to me. I have to stay at a hotel that has a really good restaurant because we like to have our end our nights at the hotel. So I need, I always got to eat. Um, that's fair. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool hotels in Kansas city, but they really um, looked really pretty. Yeah. Um, this is kind of nerdy, but I didn't really think about it because we're doing a highlight of 2020, which is starting this podcast. And it has been, I mean, obviously we have a lot of fun and joke around each week. Um, it's also been a lot of work for us in mm -hmm. the background. I think, um, you know, it's more than us just like hopping on here for an hour or two once a week. It, there's a lot more work that goes into it. And so, um, it's been just like kind of a passion project maybe if you will yeah. for us and it's been such a good creative outlet and I've learned a lot in a different area of life that I've 
have zero experience in. So it's been kind of fun to like push myself out of my comfort zone, um, partner with a friend and doing something fun. And yeah, it's just been like a exciting highlight. Yeah. The podcast has been a lot of fun. It's been like a, you know, a nice thing for week to week, especially since we weren't doing anything else this year, um, to have something to look forward to every week. Um, but with that being said, you guys, it, the holidays are a coming, so we're going <laughs> to take a few weeks off. Um, so there won't be an, a new episode for like maybe two weeks and then we'll yeah, we're going to take two weeks off. Um, so you won't have any new downloads for two weeks. Sorry, but yeah, we'll we are going to take. Yeah, just a little bit of a break since we have put out content for now 40 weeks straight. This is our 40th episode. Yeah, yeah that's wild. It so is yeah, wild. We'll, we'll be back after the beginning of the year with new content, new episodes, new guests. We're going to line up. We're going to brainstorm while we're on break about some fun new guests. So if you guys have anybody that you want to see on the podcast or hear on the podcast, just email us or send us a message and we will invite them onto the podcast. Yes. So with that being said, we're going to preach about it again to subscribe and download Press for Champagne on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, am I missing? Yep, all all the places. Um, And tell your friends because uh, the more people listen and the more downloads we get, the more exciting things that we can do and bring to you and share with you. Yeah, you guys, we truly want to do a live show like Girls Gotta Eat. So please tell your friends. We have enough listeners that make it worth (laughs) it. It's going to be awkward if it's like just our moms. Yeah. (laughs) In our living room. My mom's so sick of supporting me. So I need some more support, you guys. My parents are really embarrassed still about this. So if you could justify what we're doing here, that'd be great. Yeah. My <laughs> husband's super embarrassed too. So I'm, he's been like out there for like the last hour, probably listening. And that once I get done, he's going to be like, uh, you got to edit X, Y, and Z out of that podcast. Yeah, he's going to be like, I asked you two weeks ago to stop bringing my name in your business, Danny. okay you guys we'll have a very very happy holiday season and we will see you in 2021 love you miss ya fuck you 2020 (laughs) bye